Welcome to another edition of the Asset Talk. Together with HSBC Global Asset Management, the Asset recently hosted a forum on Asia and the Hong Kong dollar bond market. We invited an issuer, an investor, the regulator, and the International Capital Markets Association to join us at this forum. We started by asking, what is the state of the Hong Kong dollar bond market? Let's begin with Cecilia Chan. Chief Investment Officer, Fixed Income, Asia-Pacific of HSBC Global Asset Management. Most investors in the bond markets this year will be very happy because we all have enjoyed very good return this year. As we can see that we do have some good return in the region that outperform the U.S. Treasury. For example, the Indonesian bonds, Philippines bonds, and Thailand bonds. I'm thinking the type of investor that we got they're all investment grade. I don't have at the moment, like, I don't have any Hong Kong dollar based uh, portfolio that allow us to invest into high yield significantly. We do need um, uh, longer dated, like 20 year, 30 year maturity uh, for investment. Okay, so in terms of maturity profile, we do need it. The good thing is like once you issue the benchmark bonds in the long data one that will give a reference to the market when they price the uh, the corporate when they issue they can have a benchmark for reference in MPF portfolio I think um, many of you would uh, have come across that or manage that as well like um, there's a minimum uh, currency requirement in Hong Kong dollar exposure of 30 percent I'm thinking like so I mean think outside the box like if they can put a, a guideline with 30% limit on currency or, or minimum uh, exposure requirement on, on Hong Kong dollar, can they put a minimum requirement for Hong Kong dollar bond exposure in the guideline? Next, let's ask Benjamin Rudd, Chief Investment Officer, Prudential Hong Kong. Um, yeah, I would completely agree. I mean, I think the Hong Kong dollar market is a, is, is, is a low-risk market in its structure. Uh, given the the strength of the Hong Kong economy and, and the, again a lot of the reporting structures in place as well, the, the key things I think which which, which do make it harder uh, is one liquidity absolutely that liquidity I'm not saying I have a magical answer as to how you solve it I think some of the other panelists probably are much better sort of informed on my than I am on that side but that creation of liquidity I think is very very important because it, it begets more and more liquidity um, by definition the other thing I think which, which would really be a, a huge support um, would be to get a greater diversity in terms of issuers coming into the market you know, it's still primarily a domestic market which does obviously make sense. But if you were able to start seeing um, outside companies outside of Hong Kong, you have the issue locally, swap it back, benefit from potentially lower borrowing rates at certain periods of time. That would be fantastic because the, the one thing, you know, again, not the one thing, one of the other things that we, that we do see is that yeah, Hong Kong is quite limited in terms of the range of issuers in the sectors of, of issuers, which doesn't imply risk, but when we look from a diversification perspective, means that there's a limited range of diversification available in the market in terms of um, industry. Uh, and yeah, that's the one thing that, you know, as an insurer, we're, we're always relatively, or well, very, very focused in terms of risk and very risk conscious. Having that diversity in terms of exposure by name, but also by sector, uh, is really something that we, we see as a, as a premium in terms of risk management. That was the investor's view. Let's hear from the issuer. We have Vincent Chow, Group Treasurer, Hong Kong Electric. Well, it's the other side of the coin. I mean, 
I love to issue more in Hong Kong dollars because, well, currently we do have regex issues outstanding, and we have to swap the U.S. dollar proceeds into Hong Kong dollars because we don't. Want, even though there's a pack, we still are very conservative. We don't want to take that risk. Now, obviously, go issuing in Hong Kong dollars would help. Would save me a lot of trouble. I don't have to mark to market my my cross currency swap. I don't have to convince my auditors. You know they 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 are hedge effective and and all that. And I don't have to go on the roadshow to London. The thing is, um, it's a chicken and egg problem. We love to issue more, but our investment bankers tells us our DCM bankers tells us, um, Vincent, sorry, we don't have enough demand to do a public deal. And to show you, even on a private placement basis, I did a, a print yesterday, and um, it was for three hundred million Hong Kong dollars. And I'm still waiting for my banker to come back if there could potentially be an upside. I said, you know, I, I love to do more, but as I said, it's a chicken and egg problem. Um, we love to issue more, but th th there's not enough investors. But then, from an investor's perspective, there, as Ben said, there are not enough issuers in terms of the breadth, in terms of the tenor. Um, so, if I were in, an investor, I would tell my banker, "Hey, look, you always give me these few names. I'm I'm full on limits already." Thank you, Vincent. Mushtaq Kapasi is the managing director of ICMA, the International Capital Markets Association. What are your thoughts, Mushtaq? In in jurisdictions um, in ASEAN, for example, um, much of the discussion is around how do you create the infrastructure onshore? How do you create the documentation? How do you create the legal framework to allow foreign investment into the into the um, countries? How do you allow foreign issuers to issue and access the market and get involved? How do you just even spark liquidity in the market and get the basics right? And in uh, mainland China, of course, um, the market's very well developed, but there are still a lot of questions and a lot of, I would say, um, steps still to be taken um, in order to make um, the the vast majority of, of foreign investors and foreign issuers uh, comfortable with the legal and operational regime. Hong Kong is a is is almost the opposite case where the infrastructure is all there, the legal system is is ideal, um, the uh, the technology, the sophistication, the documentation, um, it's all in place. There are virtually no barriers to entering the Hong Kong market if you're a foreign issuer or, or a foreign investor. Um, the problem is the opposite. It's the, um, it's, it's the investment case, um, it's the issuer case. Um, and, and, and frankly, it's a lack of awareness. Um, I think um, very few outside uh, participants understand um, the dynamics of the Hong Kong market. There's not a lot of experience with it. I think the impression is that, um, the correct impression, I suppose, is that it's, it's pegged to the US dollar. So there's very little uh, currency risk. Um, it's a relatively small market. Um, that is a very efficient market, actually. So in a, in a perverse way, there's maybe less opportunity um, in, in the market that there would be in um, other uh, emerging um, uh, markets. Um, and um, if you want China exposure, then maybe you just go to the, the mainland market um, because it's much larger and, um, and much more dominant. 
Thank you for joining us at the Asset Talk. We want to thank HSBC Global Asset Management for making this podcast possible. We look forward to you joining us again in another edition of the Asset Talk.